Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. If you're struggling with drugs, alcohol, gambling or food, or concerned about somebody who is, tune in to The Living Free Show on 3CR at 1pm every Thursday. I don't know how I got there, but and I couldn't stop it. I had stopped expecting that anybody cared. Never enough. I'm never enough. It's never enough. He's never enough. That was the confusion. Tune in to Living Free, stories of recovery from addictive behaviour, Thursdays at 1pm on 3CR. Or listen at 3CR on digital radio or podcasts and live streaming on 3cr.org.au. Being able to centre myself and be okay in myself and turn my world around. Living free. Welcome to the Living Free Show on 3CR Community Radio, 855 kilohertz on your AM dial. I'm Anne and Mitch is in the studio with us today. Hi, Mitch. Hello. Uh, we'd like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which 3CR transmits people-powered radio. We'd like to pay our respects to elders past and present and to acknowledge that sovereignty over this land was never ceded. Each week on The Living Free Show, we showcase one of the many programs that assist in recovery from drug, alcohol, gambling, food and other addictions. Our guests share their recovery stories and highlight that shared experience saves lives. Today, the focus is on Alateen. Alateen is a fellowship of young people whose lives have been affected by someone else's drinking. The month of August is Alateen Awareness Month and Mitch and I are joined in the studio by Tammy and Barry. Tammy is the Alateen Coordinator for the Victorian Southern Area of Alanon and Barry has lived experience growing up in a family where alcohol was abused. Uh, Barry is also na- is, is now an Alateen sponsor, as is Tammy. Um, so if you don't know what Alateen is or uh, what a sponsor is, uh, you'll find out today. So welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if we can start with you, Tammy. Sure. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about um, your role as an Alateen coordinator? And if you can also, just say what Alateen is again for those that might not be sure. Sure. Um, so Alateen is a fellowship um, of young people who have been affected by somebody's drinking. That could be their parents or their sibling. <laughs> any family member or friend um, and affected means that they're confused um, they're unsure they're frustrated or they're angry um, and that things don't make sense in their family so um, that's what alcoholism the family disease can do to someone Um, my role as an Alateen coordinator I'm fairly new in the role Uh, it's a generally a three-year um, service position and it's voluntary and um, I'm in my first year. So I'm learning as I go, but it's about um, liaising between Al-Anon groups and the Victorian Southern Area Office or even the Australian General Service Office. If um, anyone is wanting to start up a meeting 
they would go through the office and then that would come to me. Um, I coordinate sponsor meetings. We all sort of keep in touch around Australia in terms of, um, you know, what's happening in Alateen, where the demand is, how we can help, how we can get it into schools, how we can just spread awareness mm. um, that we that it exists mm-hmm. and it's a program. Yeah. So there's quite low awareness <clears throat> in the community, I think, about Alateen, isn't there? I think our young people in the family um, can get forgotten. Um, there's a program for the drinker. There's a program for the non-drinker. Um, and sometimes in a family we think that's enough. But I've seen it firsthand that if everyone has a program for themselves, that's the most beneficial. And if kids have, a, have somewhere they could go and talk about what's real for them and what bothers them and, and tools um, that can, can help them, um, I think that's amazing. Mm. Okay, thank you very much for that, Tammy. Um, now, Barry, uh, you've got lived experience of growing up as a, um, a young person in a house where alcohol was abused. Um, could you just start telling your story a little bit to us, about starting from where you, where you grew up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, thank you for having us today. So, um, first of all, I'll say, look, um, I'm, I'm cons- I consider myself an adult child. Of, of an a, alcoholic. Of an alcoholic. And both my parents are also adult kids of alcoholics. And they, too, um, abused alcohol and, and other substances. And um, so it's like a generational, unfortunately. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Irish. I moved here 12 years ago. I got involved in, um, in Al-Anon and, and got involved in the meetings that... Um, focus on uh, adult children adult child which I am and um, and so and, and as I continued with my progressing in my recovery some Alateen sponsors noticed that I would be uh, beneficial to Alateen so I joined Alateen and um, I've been a member of Alateen as a sponsor for about three or four years um, especially during COVID, it started off. And, uh, yeah, I, I've been here since. Um, look, um, in my experience was with, with alcoholism and, you know, somebody who drinks, um, you know, if I wasn't a member of Al-Anon, I, to be honest with you, I wouldn't really see the benefit of being a member or seeing the consequences of alcoholism in the family. I just would would have thought that um it, it's just the way it was you know or you know but like before I came into Al-Anon I knew there was something seriously wrong with me there was something missing um you know what I mean by that you know like if you if you grow up in a normal household you have res- responsible I wouldn't say like my parents were responsible but they were more responsible to the alcoholism that they suffered from so um, you know, you know, there was missing guidelines, you know, there was stuff that wasn't handed down to me that would have been handed down to a normal child. Um, and un- unfortunately, that's, that's, that's why I ended up in Al-Anon. And, um, you know, my, my upbringing was, uh, you know, 
Sometimes I laugh about it. I come from a family that's affected by the CIA, the Catholic Irish alcoholic. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, so like my family, there, there was a bit of abuse and alcoholic um, abuse and, and nothing major, but I, I class the, um, the neglect of the parent in my family growing up like I, I I grew up with my own normal childhood stuff, which any teenager does. But you know, when a teenager looks for guidance to a parent who can't give it, then problems arise, and um, and and that's basically it, really. Mm. And um, <clears throat> what what sort of if you, looking back at your earlier earliest memories or or your memories of um, teenage years, even what problems do you think you had? And and what problems did you um, see happening with the alcoholics around you? Well, um, you know, I'm going to use my mum as an example. You know, my mum isn't alive today, unfortunately. But you know, when my mum used to kick off with her stuff, the shame and the guilt of that inside me, um, it, it 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 closed me off, and there was an element of denial that came with it and shame and guilt as a kid growing up you know and obviously I felt you know is it my fault am I responsible for this and 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 um you know kids in Alateen ask that question I've often we've heard it before so they're like so you mean I'm not responsible for my dad's drinking so it's quite kids are responsible they feel responsible for their parents um actions and um I've I've had all that as a kid, you know, growing up, and and uh, I've had my friends ask me as a kid, "Are you okay? Is everything gone okay?" And I'm like, "Everything's fine. There's nothing wrong with me," you know. And um, <clears throat> if it wasn't for Alanon, I'd still feel like that. So that's why it's so important to break. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I needed something like Alanon. I was I was going nowhere, you know, and, and that's important as well for. I feel for a kid who grows grows up around alcoholism, you know, it, it's very difficult for them to blossom. And um, you know, and like, and it yeah. was for me, it was it, it was the pain, and you know, yeah. growing up as a kid, it was it was difficult, you know, in school, you know, I feel like there was a lot of fantasizing, acting out, stealing, um, aggression. Uh, I was very um, angry. Um, I was a very angry kid, you know, and uh, and you know I couldn't express myself. I didn't know how to because I wasn't shown, you know, and uh, mm. so that that's that's basically it. It's um, you know, Alanon has saved me time and time again, you know, and coming into Alateen and and uh, listening to a kid talk about his feelings about around alcoholism is is tremendous. Just to listen to that and. Uh, and um, there's there is a lot of kids. I, I believe, and I've I've known from listening to other kids that they find it very hard to come in to Alateen mm. because they they don't want to be seen by other kids as um, less than, or they don't want to be seen as the kid who needs to ask for help, which is very important that um, you know we get it out there to the public that you know. That's the time when you ask for help, mm. when you're growing up, evolving, mm-hmm. you know, as as a, as a teenager. Because if you don't ask for help, you're going to miss that valuable step. 
um, evolving from a teenager into an adult, mm. whether you're affected by alcoholism or not, you know, every every teenager need, needs to ask for help. And uh, so I didn't have that chance, but I, I do now, you know, I'm lucky I got it, you know, 10 years ago, which, mm. you know, so I'm very grateful for that. So, mm. yeah. And uh, Barry, bouncing off of that, given your experiences as a Alateen sponsor, how do you think something like Alateen could have benefited you when you were that age, being able to reach out and ask someone for help? Um, well, look, I, I, I do remember speaking to a, a child psychologist and um, it was just me and the child psychologist and I found it very difficult as a kid. But like, I wasn't around other Alateens and other, other teenagers and uh, if I had that, I think I'd, I, I, I do believe stuff would be a little bit different. Um, you know, I would have been matured uh, you know, back then, I would have matured a lot faster. And um, you know, when I look at kids today in Alateen, you know, when, if there's a group of kids, they they get on very well. You know, they respond to the meetings quite well. Um, you know, I didn't really have stuff like that to respond to. I, I I responded well to my friends only to a point where my own negativity got got the better of me. You know, and. Uh, I always, I, looking back, and I used to always say it, you know, I enjoyed life to the point where I didn't, my my mind didn't let me enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's that's because I grew up in the negativity and the, the lack of focus and, you know, the fantasizing and all that. And, you know, I, I found it very hard to learn as a kid until I started to express myself and, share about my feelings and you know in 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 in, in Al-Anon and work through my stuff you know it's it like life was a like life is pretty simple now and it's pretty enjoyable but like <laughs> the, back then it's just you know growing up in alcoholism there was no enjoying life it was like I, I was surviving you know? mm, just getting by <laughs> yeah I was just surviving and that's the and that's why they call it the fight or flight experience was if something happens at home where um, a fight or, you know, my dad is drunk and my mom is, you know, struggling with our medication, you know, I'm I'm withdrawing to survive. I just can't deal with that, you know, yeah. and I'm just going to go down to my room or go for a walk and, and just stay in my head, you know. And, and that's what happens, you know, and this is what happens to teenagers today. If there's abuse in in the family where there's an alcoholic parent and they're abusing alcohol and, you know, the kid is going to be affected, you know. And and, um, and what I've seen as well, if, you know, sometimes parents, they get well and they go into Alcoholics Anonymous or other support groups, and but the kid is still, the kid is still there as well and the kid needs to um, address those issues as well, you know, and um, that's why it's, it's important that Alateine is put out to the public and that teenagers have a chance to uh, blossom and grow. Mm. Mm. Thank you uh, very much for that, Barry. Um, We're going to take a short break. I'll just play a little bit of Bob Marley, I think, Um, and then we'll hear some announcements and then we'll be back with um, Barry and Tammy. Get up, stand up. 
I'm Alphonse. I'm Erwin. And we, we are, are from, from the Voice of West Papua. Tuesday, 6.30 until 7.30 p.m. News and music from West Papua. Panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope 
only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. This is a Living Free show on 3CR 855 kilohertz on your AM radio dial and 3CR on digital radio. If you would like to listen to one of our many podcasts, then you can find us on our preferred podcast platform or just Google 3CR Living Free and check out our website. You can also contact us via phone, email or Twitter. I'm talking today with Tammy, Allerton Coordinator for the Southern Area, Victorian Southern Area of Alanon and Barry, an Alateen sponsor and someone with lived experience of being uh, a child in a home where alcohol was abused. Um, and just for people who aren't clear, Alateen is part of the Al-Anon Fellowship. Um, so Barry, when did you first realise that you needed to get help for yourself? Where were you at that point in your life? Um well, it was in Australia, and um, you know I'd already um, required a, you know a group of friends who were in recovery, and you know I was just trying to find myself, as you know, as we all do, you know, in areas of our life, and and uh, but I had some friends who could spot the fact that I I, I was missing something, and I I needed the Al-Anon program gone by um, what I would share with them and. And so that's when my journey started in um, in Al-Anon and, you know, just uh, basically, you know, growing up in alcoholism, I, I became a bit of a, you know, because the pain was so much growing up with that, I tried to control my life to the point that there wouldn't be any more pain, you know. So, I'm, look, I'm not going to experience that again, so I'm going to make sure this all works out and... Uh, and um, and as a result, you know, it didn't work out. <laughs> and, you know, when you try and can uh, put pressure on something, it's just going to break. And, um, and it, you know, that's what happened to me. And, you know, I, you know, I took a hold of the Al-Anon program and uh, I focused on myself and not so much everybody else's, um, like my family stuff. And uh, I'm, I'm half a, a world away now from my family, um, you know. And, you know, I don't need to change them or, you know, they're they're okay you know my you know some of my um, family drink and you know some of them don't and the ones that do <laughs> don't have a good life and um the ones that don't uh, they get on fine but you know i i need to take care of myself and that's what the Alanon program has um shown me that you know only i can change me and my perspective of life and uh you know and i've I need to detach with love as best as I can from people who are unhealthy for me and I'm not just talking about my family and and um and, and it's important as you know as a kid growing up I was uh, gravitated to people who are just like like me um and you know and I need to today the program has helped me to to see that and to try and and put in boundaries and have healthy relationships with people who are healthy for me and mm. um and you know i've i've got a a big range of friends today people who are in program and people who are not in program and um my my work relationships and stuff like that and 
and um, 90% of them today are healthy individuals, you know, and, and the program has given me that, you know. Mm. It's given me a lens for a healthy um, life today, which is important. And, you know, if I didn't have that, oh, I'd be in big trouble, you know. Mm. And, you know. Can you uh, take us back to that? You said before that you're, one thing you said early on was that you were shut down as a teenager and a child in order to survive. And then you said that your friends had noticed some... Uh, behaviours in you that they thought might be causing you difficulties? What, what, what were you struggling with? Well, what, what my friends noticed was when there was a public event where one of my parents um, did something embarrassing and, you know, in, in, in under the influence of alcohol and one of my friends was, you know, the next day he knew there was something wrong. And, um, like... The whole village, you know, there was something wrong. Yeah, it's that house down at the corner there where that I lived in. Um, so my friends, you know, it was were, were asking me, "Are you okay?" You know, and I I didn't know how to express whether I was okay or not. You know, like, like what do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was that it was that kind of stuff. Like I um, never spoke about my feelings. It wasn't, you know, we don't talk about feelings in this house, you know, and, um, it was a loud, aggressive ways of expressing yourself. And, uh, so, and it, it was, it, it was that, it was that kind of stuff that, um, so my, like I denied it because I felt there was nothing wrong. There was a lot of denial and a lot of shame, a lot of guilt. And I ran from that question internally. Mm hmm more than anything else so that that's what you know mm-hmm. that's what and uh just a quick question for tammy how has your understanding of the role of coordinator uh developed over the first year of being in the role um <clears throat> so i i didn't even know that role existed actually <laughs> i wasn't sure what i thought about um how the alateen pro, uh, groups came about i just thought they came together um but there's a lot of work that goes on in the background. Um, most importantly, um, Al-Anon is a, um, a child-safe organisation. So there's um, there are um, safety standards that we, uh, as an organisation, need to abide by to keep the kids safe. So that's you know really important. I didn't know that happened behind the scenes. So when we have our meetings online or even face-to-face... Um, we know who's coming into the meetings. Um, we know that they're going to be safe <clears throat> for the teenagers. Um, so that's one thing that I that was a real eye opener for me. And also how dedicated um, the sponsors are, um, giving up their time, really focusing on the kids, and wanting to share their experience, strength, and hope, and their recovery and pass it down and let them know that there is hope that the situation that you're living in that may feel hopeless um, can change, whether the alcoholic is still drinking or not, whether there's recovery or not in your home, there, um, there is some hope out there for you. And this is what we did. And things take time, doesn't happen quickly, but it's consistency showing the teenagers that, that we can be consistent, that the doors are open, that there is a program and, um, and you know, it's available if you want it. Um, uh, back to uh, Barry, um, and we might come back to you again, a similar question. Um, 
you talked about not being taught some things that would have been useful to you to be taught when you were growing up. What have you learned in Alan on about how to live? Well, that's a that's a, yeah, a loaded question. <laughs> um, oh, so you know, you know, it, it took me it took me a while to come around to um, the process in 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 Alan on. Um, now, growing up in alcoholism, you tend to, you know, live with your thoughts and, you know, the stuff goes on in your head and, you know, it's a very heady, you know, responsive um, environment. And, you know, I was told when I came into Al-Anon, just, just relax and uh, let your head come down and, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, let your heart and your soul take in the message. And I'm like... What? <laughs> what? What does that mean? And Easier said than done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like how? You know, what? Like, mm. but it, it took it took a while for the message to sink in, you know. And it was a very simple, caring message in in Al-Anon, and um, it's it it was a, a long way from the neglect and the um, um, sarcasm and uh, and and you know that you grow up in, you know. Especially in 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 you know a, a small village where you know there's like a million alcoholics and <laughs> and um, so like you know it was, it was it was that kind of stuff. So I you know I grew in 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 Al-Anon, You know it, 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 I I grew up and you know we we have a process of the twelve steps. You know it's called a twelve step program and you know it's suggested you pick up these twelve steps and. Um, you know, it it it, it kind of goes through um, just a process of where where I think I'm powerless. You know, wh- where do I fit in with my life, and you know, and, and just becoming the individual I've always wanted to be. You know, and um, trying to be open and honest, and just share about stuff that's going on for me. And I didn't have that growing up. You know, especially around uh, you know as a teenager, and any teenager, you know. Uh, fe- uh, female or male, you know, you know, sharing about your feelings and stuff like that. Especially a male, not so much females, because they always share about their feelings. But for guys growing up, you know, we're we're boys, and we're not going to talk about our stuff. But that and growing up in an alcoholic home is like a million times worse, you know, because we just don't know what's going on. And, it's, uh, it's anger or humor, isn't it? In my family, it was you could be angry or you could be really funny. Yeah, but was, no, that was it. <laughs> yeah, and like with that comes, um, you know, um, sarcasm. You know, yes. kind of seen as a sarcasm can be seen as a, um, a a good point, but it's not really. You know, it's just something deep going on inside. And if you're always sarcastic, but you know, it's it's important for me as an Al-Anon member to put it out there that. You go through the process of um, in the Al-Anon program, and it helps you evolve as a human being, sharing about your stuff and just just normal stuff. So even just, even just the action of sitting there in the meeting and hearing the stories and telling your own story, yeah, before you even worry about the twelve steps, is going to be um, good for you, isn't it? It's going to be healing. Absolutely, absolutely. And look, in, in, from the first meeting. You're always involved, and they will always involve you, and you'll get into the process of sharing, even if the stuff that comes out of your mouth is irrelevant. It's important that you're getting speaking. involved, speaking, becoming um, acquainted to the other people in the room, and just listening as well. And and uh, for me, I found it very hard to listen, like mm-hmm. to listen, mm-hmm. and and it's important that you know 
I learned a tool how to listen and and to take in what other people are saying as well, and mm-hmm. which is very important for me as an individual, you know, in Alatine, trying to survive and, mm. um, you know, like I, the best way for me to explain it is, you know, when I do a day's work, when I first come into Alanon, I like I just couldn't. It would take me a day to do a week's work. Ah. And now I'm focused and I enjoy life. I can get twice as much done in one yep. day than I can in any other day. So I, yep. that's the kind of... Um, you you've, know, you've cleared your mind of cleared, a lot of yeah, stuff. Yes, cleared, that cleared my mind mm. and, um, you know, I'm focused. I enjoy life. I mm. know, when I get out of bed, I don't have much, you know, negativity mm. or drama. It's mm-hmm. just life is life. And, yeah. and you know, being a member of Al-Anon, it, it helps me accept things for what they are, you know. And yep. uh, bouncing off of that, did the role of sponsor, was that something that came easy to you from the get-go? Or was that something that you had to work out and you got better at talking to more and more teens? Um, well, look, it was, like, like Tammy said, um, there was a process. I think I had to do six meetings. I, I had to train to be a sponsor before I had to be a sponsor. And, and, and then I was guided by other sponsors. And, um, you know... And an Alateen meeting, the sponsors basically we're we're not meant to do anything. We're meant to let the kids do the meeting, and they do at times. But if they don't, we try and help them along and, mm. and encourage them um, in the meeting. And um, so, at first, I know I had the clue. <laughs> so let's 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 be honest. Um, I wasn't sure what to do, but you know. After a couple of months, you get the swing of it, you know, and, and you're guided by the other sponsor who's who has more experience and and um, because there's two sponsors in the room, right? Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just always, always has to be two sponsors for child safety reasons. And if there is, if one sponsor doesn't show up, we have to close the meeting. Um, there has to be more than one teen. If one teen only shows up, we have to close the meeting for child safety reasons um <clears throat> and you know if there's two two adults in a meeting where there's only one kid it can, it can be confronting so mm. for 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 the you know it has to be obviously for the meetings for the teens and um Tammy do do, do what's the reasons around yeah so the the Alateen meeting is is for the teens and so they sponsor one another if it gets to that point but they share their their teenage experience with living in a home affected by alcoholism. So um, as an adult, we don't really have that shared experience, but the sponsors are in the room to guide the meeting, to um, share our knowledge of the steps and the traditions and um, and let the teens do what they need to do in terms of read the literature, share on it, and, um, hmm. yeah. Okay, let's take another break. Um, We'll play the song now from Billy Bragg, uh, Waiting for the Great Leap Forward. It may have been Camelot for Jack and Jacqueline But on the Che Guevara Highway filling up with gasoline Fidel Castro's brother spies a rich lady who's crying Over the luxury's disappointment So he walks over and he's trying To sympathise with her 
But he thinks that he should warn her that the third world is just around the corner. In the Soviet Union, a scientist is blinded by the resumption of nuclear testing and he is reminded that Dr. Robert Oppenheimer's optimism fell at the first hurdle. In the cheese pavilion, and the only noise I hear is the sound of someone stacking chairs and mopping up spilled beer and someone asking questions and basking in the light of the 15 fame-filled minutes of the fanzine writer. Mixing pop and politics He asks me what the use is I offer him embarrassment And my usual excuses While looking down the corridor Out to where the van is waiting I'm looking for the right leap forward Jungle sales are organised There's still parties to be hosted You can be active with the activists Or sleeping with the sleepers While you're waiting for the drive to leap forwards Oh, one leap forwards, two leaps back Will politics get me to sack? Waiting for the drive to leap forwards Well, here comes the future and you can't run for it If you've got a blacklist, I want to be on it Right, leap forward. Oh, it's a mighty long way down rock and roll from top of the box to drawing a down. You're waiting for the right leap forward. If no one out there understands, just start your own revolution and cut out the middle man. Right, leap forward. A perfect world with all singing tune, but this is.
You're listening to 3CR 855 AM, streaming at 3cr.org.au, 3CR Digital, Podcasting or Audio On Demand. Interested in mental health issues? Then tune into Brainwaves every Wednesday at 5pm. Brainwaves is a peer-produced and presented program addressing issues that may affect you. 3CR, inclusive radio, making your voice heard. You're listening to a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned to hear the rest of your 3CR podcast. All right. Uh, This is a living free show on 3CR digital radio and live streaming on 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming. And we're talking with Tammy and Barry about how Alateen helps young people cope with the effects of growing up with a problem drinker. Um, So um, over to you, Tammy. Um, Barry was just telling us before how how Al-Anon has sort of allowed him to get some more headspace and to work through some of the um, the shut-down feelings that he had. Have you seen any of this in Alateen among the kids? Yeah, um, I see this often. Um, we see kids come in who either have a parent or both parents in program um, and most of the time they don't know why they're coming into an Alateen (laughs) meeting but they do it because they've seen how it's changed their mum or their dad Um, and we see over the time that they're in the the meetings um, that they, they like being there they feel safe. Um, they can talk about, you know, whatever it is they want to talk about and they they um, f- have identification um, with the other kids in the meeting so they don't feel so alone. Um, we see their, um, their attitudes change. Um, we see that it doesn't feel comfortable anymore to blame others. Mm-hmm. We see that... You know, they can take more responsibility for their actions and they're accountable for their actions. And they really enjoy that because that makes sense to them. Um, so we see them mature um, over the years and it, very often we see kids come into the program and then move on to Al-Anon mm-hmm. and become sponsors themselves mm-hmm. and, you know, or still work the program um, and have it in their lives. So... It's just brilliant. Mm-hmm. And um, if the kids do happen to have their walls up a little bit when they get into Alateen, as you said, that might be something that they have their reservations or they don't really know why they're there. Is there something in particular that you'll do to encourage them to kind of let their guard down and get involved with the program? Yeah, uh, we were talking about this earlier. And um, uh, the Alateen program, the meetings are different from the adult meetings. So they're a bit of fun. And uh, um, so there are some some um, activities we, we do, like we, we do a good week, bad week, good week, where we can share about something good that happened to us during the week, something bad that happened, and then something good that happened. So it's like a, a good, good week sandwich. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's fun to talk about. Um, and there are, there's a, a board game that we can play too. And... Um, so we find with kids that, that don't really want to talk, you know, they'll play a game and um, 
they're happy to, you know, they might land on a spot where they are asked to look at all their Alateen friends and smile at them one by one and that always makes them laugh. Or they've got to do a reading from a daily reader and um, there's no musts in Alateen or Al-Anon. So, um, you know, you can do a reading, you can share or not share. Uh, there's no rules. Um, but we find that it's, it's such a loving, comfortable space that eventually, by the end of the meeting, by the end of the hour, um, kids are having fun. And, um, and I know you've got another question for Tammy, but um, how do you find giving kids a, a sense of control over their surroundings helps benefit them? Because you mentioned that reality is often distorted when you're growing up in these kinds of environments. So do you, do you notice that as something that they um, benefit from straight away? Yeah, I mean, as kids, we don't have a lot of control about anything. Like, we've got to do what our parents tell us to do, and that is absolutely the way it should be, mm. you know, where there needs to be some boundaries. But when you have some – when you live in a family where um, it, the rules don't make sense, um, having some control over uh, our own lives or their own lives, having control over their own lives, um, even about what time they can wake up, uh, how they get to school, what they eat in the morning, controlling those sorts of things um, and not feeling guilty about um, reaching out for help or um, telling the truth. That's a really big thing in an alcoholic home. Um, you know, our, our because our um, thinking is distorted, we've, we kind of don't know what the truth is. And so... Um, being able to tell the truth and believing that that's the truth, um, like that just gives so much control. And then accepting our parents for who they are or our loved ones for who they are, but knowing that we too can have a life, um, you know, that's really beneficial. And loving our parents exactly as they are um, is also beneficial. And what we see can happen is if one person in that family um, changes their attitude and finds a different way, um, recovery generally happens throughout that family. Um, it just takes time and it can be painful and it can be difficult, um, but it's, it's actually the only real, the best way that we can do it. Um. Barry, as an Ella teen sponsor, have you had a similar experience? Have you, have you seen kids blossom a little bit more than they might have had they not gone to Ella teen? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's, at times it's very hard to try and explain the Ella teen program, you know, and how it works to people in the outside. Um, you know, you'd have to be in the meetings are in Al-Anon and experience um, what it has to offer you know and, um, like we're not professionals we might be in other areas but um, like Al-Anon and Alateen has its own process and like um, like like the literature itself is um, is, is fantastic like it, whoever put mm. these books together knew exactly what they were doing to, you know and it explains different topics um just really makes you think about and, and gives you an idea about what's going on with 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 me as an individual and and 
and gives gives insight to um, a lot of topics around alcoholism and you know feelings and you know and, and, and stresses and stuff like that and and it keeps it it, it, it keeps it very simple like um you know <laughs> i know a lot of people struggle with not having a simple life you know and like alan on really um you know puts uh, simplicity into a person's life and uh, and that's important you know and you know my my, my experience so far <clears throat> being being a sponsor on alateen you know i remember we had one kid <clears throat> And like the poor, the poor guys. Like I knew he was struggling. You can see the kids when they first come in; they struggle. And um, I think I mentioned this already, but he had a question. He goes, he he said, "So you mean that I'm not responsible for my dad's drinking?" And uh, it was like to hear a kid say that, and for him, like, and over over time, when you look at kids in meetings, like sometimes they come they come in and they say nothing. But a couple of months later, they're they're hosting the meeting, mm-hmm. they're running the meeting, and we just sit back and we relax. and And sometimes we have kids and they're just jumping up and down in their beds on the Zoom meetings and they're not they're not interacting and 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 that's okay too, you know. That's where the kid is at, you know. And, and um, you know, we can't criticize, you know. And who are we to criticize kids for doing that, you know? And so like. The process works by itself. Mm-hmm. It's designed to work by itself, and um, the more the the more experienced kids will help the kids, you know. And you know, the the kids who have no experience will want to blossom in, and that's that's how it kind of works, you know. And um, they say it kind of works by magic, you know. But it it it, it works by itself, and it works pretty well, and. Um, that's why it's kind of you know it's 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 very hard to try and explain how it does really work. But you know, if for a person who who goes to Alcoholics Anonymous or or Al-Anon or any of those fellowships will understand that you know it's it's um, it's not going to happen overnight, and you need to you need to what am I trying to say? You need to you know be there. Get your bum on the seat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You know, a couple of times a week and, you know, and over the months when that passes, you know, there will be change. I just I want to put it out there to everyone because it's such a profound thing that this is not an organisation run by professionals. And you talked about the literature, so there's many books on many different subjects and all sorts of things, and not one of those is written by a professional either. So it's really quite remarkable. Uh, and that's uh, that's uh, priceless. So that all the books are written by people with lived experience. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think it might, Tammy, affect a child to come into a um, a meeting like that, knowing that the adults in there have got the same lived experience or similar lived experience, rather than being in there with a teacher or, or a therapist? Or um, I think it's about identification and. Um, So we know how they feel and um, I'm not sure if they know that or not, but... Um, Do you ever share your own experience with them in, in the discussion? Yeah, if it, if it comes up and, um, and I can relate to whatever mm. it is they're sharing, uh, I can let them know that, that happened to me too mm-hmm. because, yeah, then they're not alone in their feelings. Um, 
And this is the thing when it's it's just in our heads, it becomes uh, bigger than what it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So we encourage them to share anything. Yeah. 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 And um, why is it important to get help at uh, age like 13, 14, 15, 16 when you're still developing as opposed to later down the track? Uh, I think that the younger you are, um, you're more open to some help. Um, uh, and the younger you are uh, and the quicker you get that language around I'm allowed to do this. This is good for me. This is good for me is priceless. I didn't find that out until I was, you know, in my mm-hmm. 40s, I think. And they're allowed the kids kids are allowed to be kids and the younger we let them know that they're allowed to be kids and they don't have to take on the responsibility of their parents, adult responsibilities. Uh, there's no there's nothing bad about that at all. Like um, and if they come from a family where <clears throat> the parents are not able to let let the kids know that um and it needs to be reiterated by some adults who have already had some recovery under their belt then that's all good Mm. any comments on that barry um yeah look i want something popped into my head where you know some parents feel feel terrible that Mm. this has happened and you know their kids have and um but you know, alcoholism being a disease, you know, it's it's nobody's fault. But it's, you know, when you come into recovery, we're responsible for our recovery. And um, you know, and to answer um, the previous question, you know, if you're if you're so long walking in a forest and you need to turn around and get out, you know, you're going to be walk. It's going to be the same amount of time to walk out as it is. So it's kind of like that when you when you get somebody young and um, you know, when they're developing mentally and, you know, figuring out stuff as a teenager, it's best to try and um, steer them in a direction where, you know, they're not going to be aggressive and uh, mm. abusive and and, um, and when they're able to share about their feelings. And, you know, they will develop in a, in a way that will be very healthy for them and... Uh, and 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 that that's that's why I, like every parent would prefer their kids mm-hmm. to try and develop in a way where you know they're they're not going to be aggressive. But unfortunately, when when there's alcoholism, you know, you know the parent the parent or the missing guardian is you know not they having a clue what's going on. They're yep. too involved in drinking and with their own stuff to realize that mm-hmm. their kid has been affected. So. You know, there's, you know, that's kind of it, really. You know? mm-hmm. So that's the whole crux of it, isn't it? If you're if you're addicted to something, you're not responsible for your own behaviour. Yeah. Um, okay, this is we've sort of come to the end of the show. Is is there anything that both of you or either of you would like to leave the audience hearing? What would you like to say at the end? Um. <laughs> Barry's pointing at me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just want to let people know that, or young people know especially, and and families that are listening, that uh, there is a program for young people, a fellowship for young people who have been affected by um, the family disease of alcoholism. And it's available and um, there's no... It's not necessary to be in despair 
and hopelessness, um, there is a way out. The pain, what do we say? The pain's inevitable, but misery is optional. The pain's still going to happen. There are things that are that are going to happen that that um, are not ideal in our lives, but the way we deal with them, you know, if we've if we've got a way that we can deal with them that's healthy and that um, you know brings us serenity and peace, um, then you know we can deal with anything really. Thank you, and um, Barry, just find a few final words. Um, look, if you feel you need help, just you know come to Alanon. You don't have to be an Alanon member to come come and check it out. Um, like you learn a lot, you know, and we have open meetings as well and where anybody can mm-hmm. sit in, you know, and if, if you feel you need help with something, especially teenagers just, and parents of teenagers, just bring your kids along. It's mm. all good, you know. Mm. There's going to be no shame and everybody's mm. very friendly and so, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that is all we've got time for. So I'd like to thank Tammy and Barry for sharing their experience with us today. It was a pleasure to uh, speak to you both. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, if you're concerned about a young person affected by another's drinking, you may want to let them know about Alatine. You can find out more by calling Alanon on 1300 252 666 or go online at Um And also you'll get information there about the app that, that young people can can use. Yep. Um, coming up next, we have Balamoir, the Spirit of War, hosted by Uncle Taojim Choco Edwards. Join Uncle Choco on a journey of belonging and movement through sing-alongs and yarns. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay tuned now for more Radical Radio on 3CR. And to take us out, I'll play another song uh, just while you're waiting for Uncle Choco to arrive. Bye for now. listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.